0: Hey there, welcome to the Healthy Vibes Podcast. I'm Kelly Renato. Thank you so much for sharing your time with me today. We have a very encouraging interview today with a fellow mom, friend, and prayer warrior, Freida Smith. She's been married for over 20 years to her husband. She has three kids 11, 16, and 18. She's a licensed realtor, but even bigger, she is the leader of the Moms and Prayer Group here at our local Christian school. If you don't know what that is, by the end of the interview, you will. You will be encouraged. She gives us so many tips on our day-to-day faith, encouraging our kids, keeping their faith alive, even in their teenage years. And her faith is just contagious, and I enjoyed sitting down with her, and I think you are really going to enjoy listening to her story, her encouraging advice, and just every bit of it. So thank you for being here. Grab a cup of coffee, sit down, and just enjoy the conversation we had. All right, so... um Today, we have Freda Smith with us. Um, She's a mom that I've known for many years, and I'm so thankful God brought her into my life. And I'm going to have her tell you a little bit about herself um, here to start, and then we'll get right into um, some topics that we're going to cover today. So Freda, welcome to my podcast, and thank you so much for giving me your time this morning.
1: Oh, thank you, Kelly. I'm so happy to be here and just have a little opportunity to sit and talk with you um, a little bit about myself and and kind of what I do. Um, so, as you mentioned, my name is Freda Smith, and I am the regional coordinator for Moms in Prayer International um, here in Central Florida. Um, along with Moms in Prayer, I am a mom of three awesome children: Trey, who is eighteen; Sophia, who is sixteen; and Adriana, who is eleven. I'm married to my husband Rex, and we live in central Florida. So that's a little bit about me.
0: Which is, which
1: is a lot, which is wonderful, all that you do. And I have to
0: say, it's very, it's fun having someone on that I know. I've only done this once or twice, and this is what I'd love to do more of because I do think moms in the community doing their day to day things to me is really where it's at. Like, there's just so many moms out there doing big things, and you're one of them. And I met you years ago through baseball, but I, I really want to start talk with um, talking about Moms in Prayer because um, I think it's such a, such a wonderful thing. Um, and I've only been, I think, once or twice. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm hoping to go tomorrow because tomorrow's the National Day of Prayer because that's mm-hmm. when I went last year, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, just tell us, first of all, what exactly it is and how you got into it. And then, of course, I want to eventually get to how moms all over can look and see if there's something near them to get into and be involved in.
1: Yeah. So yes, Moms in Prayer is definitely um, just an amazing ministry and something that I'm very passionate about. So um, I actually um, started with Moms in Prayer when my middle child, Sophia, was in the fourth grade. And um, I had been involved with a Bible study group at my children's school, which is a Christian school. And um, after we completed that Bible study, I just saw that as moms, we kind of had the same heart and the same um, focus, which was of course our children, their education and just the, the daily things that they were encountering every day. And I, Um, reached out to a girlfriend who I actually saw last night. Um, We were playing against them last night in baseball, which that's always fun. (laughs) Uh So this sweet mom um, at a baseball game, we were sitting down and I told her, hey, we just finished this amazing Bible study. And this group of ladies um, that I'm completing the Bible study with, we continue to talk about motherhood and our kids and, you know, just praying out to God And she said, oh, Freda, you've got to get plugged into Moms in Prayer. And uh, at first I said, oh, is that another Bible study? And started looking on Amazon to see if I could buy the book. (laughs) And she's like, no, 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 it's not a Bible study. It's not a book. You have to come. It's a ministry and you have to come see for yourself. So she very sweetly invited me to go to her school. And I sat in on a Moms in Prayer meeting, and I learned a little bit about what that looks like, and I was hooked. So um, by that summer, I was talking to our school principal about Moms in Prayer and what a Moms in Prayer meeting looks like. And by the fall, we were implementing our very own Moms in Prayer group, and my daughter's now in the 10th grade. So that Moms in Prayer group has continued to grow. Wow, that's we so are- cool. Yeah, we're at the lower campus and at the high school and middle school campus. And um, we've been there for six years now, and it's just been awesome.
0: That's amazing. Can you describe, like, what a typical when you go on, say, Thursday or whatever day to the high school campus, like, what does it look like when you show up to the Moms in Prayer group?
1: Right. So um, Moms in Prayer We actually follow a format. And what's neat about it is that that format is the same format that's used here in Central Florida, in India, in California, all over the world. And it's a format that we follow. It's called the Four Steps of Prayer. And it's a time where um, we just really try to focus um, on God and we're very intentional about it. So we start off with a word of praise. And part of that is reading scripture. So we're not um, moms in prayer. We're not just praying what we feel, but we're praying God's word back to him. So the very first step is that time of praise where we're going to read scripture and we're just going to praise God for who he is. We're going to acknowledge his character um, attributes of who God is. Um, From there, we step into a silent time of confession And I always emphasize silence. So it's not like, oh my gosh, I'm going to go to mom's in prayer meeting and I'm going to have to tell everybody all of my sins." No, it's a silent time of confession. Our third step is a step of thanksgiving. And it's such a neat part, Kelly, because this is where you would sit down and share um, in prayer form, but also very conversationally um, what awesome stuff God has done for you and for your family during the week. If um, you were praying for your son last week about something that was going on and God has shown up and answered that prayer, now would be the time that you would just come in and thank God for what he has done for, for your family, powerful. for your child that week. And then finally, we step into a time of intercession. And this is where two moms at a time come together. It's The group kind of splits off into little groups of two. And we just very intentionally pray for our children. So, you and I would get together and you would pick one of your children. I would pick one of my children and we would pray for that child. And um, what I think is just really neat is just the progression of the four steps, right? So, wow, yes. you know, just like you and I could sit down and start having a conversation, I could say, Hi, Kelly. So, this is everything that's going on. And, you know, you might be really overwhelmed, but, um, Or not, (laughs) because you are (laughs) for me. But I feel like when we step um, into the throne room and when we're coming before our Lord, I feel like there's a certain posture that we need to have, um, so that we're not just rambling, and so that, like I said, we're speaking back to God, His will and His desire for our children. So it's just a really powerful time um, for moms to come together and um, and pray for their children.
0: Well, I love that. Just just for moms that are maybe struggling just to find people that are better for them to be around or because I think as a mom and I remember when I was a um, my kids were young like it's hard to find it's not always hard I shouldn't say that but for some of us it is to find people that are like-minded with us or or Absolutely. want to talk about God or prayer or just it's such a big thing with self-care to surround yourself with people that lift you up and Absolutely. are encouraging and mm-hmm. are are walking the walk and talking about exactly what you just said because it changes. It changes you and your how you're feeling and, and sometimes you get in a rut of being surrounded by maybe um, the wrong group of people and this is a place that um, you can show up and be surrounded by people that are you know, looking for the same kind of things you are. So, so it really is across the country and across the world?
1: Yes, it is. Um, so I guess I should backtrack a little bit because I think what you're talking about is, as you talk about um, like-minded women, you're looking for community. And I think it doesn't matter what stage of this mother journey you find yourself in, there are going to be seasons where you're feeling like, you're all alone or nobody understands. And I feel like Moms in Prayer is a really great place to find community, to find like-minded women. Um, And there's just such humility when you come together with someone and pray for your children. And so I think it points right back to the beginning of Moms in Prayer, which was actually founded by a lady by the name of Fern Nichols. And it was back in the 1980s when, Fern sent her first child off to middle school and Fern was actually overcome with anxiety and stress and, um, was having a really hard time. And I think that that's a stage of motherhood that everyone will go through if they haven't already gone through it.
0: And so I feel like there's
1: that commonality and whether it's you, Kelly, or me, we all share, um, We all share in what Fern was feeling at that time. And what Fern did is rather than um, call her friends and talk about, I'm so stressed out. I don't know about this teacher, this middle school, blah, blah, blah. Instead, she called a friend and said, hey, bring your Bible. Let's get together. Let's pray. We're not going to talk. We're not going to do anything else. We're just, I need to pray for my child. And what's neat is that after that hour, she felt totally refreshed. And that caught on like wildfire. And other moms started asking, hey, can we come to that prayer group? And they made it a point to pray specifically for their child. But something that is really neat about Moms in Prayer is they started praying specifically for that school. And that's really what the ministry, how it's set apart. It's the ministry's um, goal is to impact children in schools worldwide for Christ, by gathering mothers to pray. And this is happening worldwide. And it happens at churches, at homes, at schools. So I tell you about my school group, but there's church groups available and there's lots of home groups available too, where people can come together and pray. And like I said, the neat thing is when you're done with the moms in prayer hour, you feel like the weight of the world has been lifted off of you.
0: So. Well, I love what you said about because that's that's such a natural thing to do and I found when my kids were younger when you would go with the the moms to coffee or you'd go to the mom's breakfast or the whatever it was mm-hmm. the talk it was just the talk the so constant yeah, like chatter of yeah and I love that what you just said is that like rather than just go and talk and almost leave more heavy and frustrated mm-hmm. and confused yeah. and unsettled like saying let's just go pray can we just come and pray together I, I I, li- I just love that so much. It's so simple, but I just think the natural course of parenting and mom yeah, easily goes the other way.
1: Humanness, that's what yes. we do, right? I mean, if yes. your child is struggling in a class and as, as moms, as we do, sometimes we, you know, whether our child says it or, or we feel it, maybe that teacher is not being fair. So it can be really easy for me to call you and say, oh, my gosh, Mrs. Smith is awful. And what has been your son's experience? And then before we know it, we're sitting here bashing this teacher. What if we took a completely different posture, humbled ourselves and said, I'm struggling and I'm going to pray for this teacher?
0: Yes, I love that. I really do. And I think that's something I need and probably every mom listening needs, every parent listening. Every It's just such a good advice for our kids as well, just Sometimes that's what you do because you mm-hmm. you know because it is what it is and you just need to to pray over it and let God do what He's supposed to be doing.
1: Absolutely. So yeah.
0: just that in itself is such a good, um, such good advice and tip and thought. So if if they do want to find a moms in prayer group, where where would you suggest? How would they do that?
1: Yes, they can find moms in prayer by visiting moms in prayer. It's that simple. Once you go on the website, you'll see um, prompts and tabs for you to click on for more information. And we will contact you with a Moms in Prayer group in your area. And a group leader will reach out to you and try to get you plugged in. And just so that you and, and the listeners know, we usually take a break over the summer. So summer is a time for us as leaders to rest and to plan for the year ahead. But we usually run through um, the school year. So we'll run from August to May. And um, like I said, since the heartbeat of the ministry is to pray for our schools um, and our children, we, um, we run with the school year. But in addition to that, we also have grandma groups. So any woman that has a passion for our children and, and seeing our educational system and um, our children and our future be closer to Christ. That's, that's the woman that needs to come to moms in prayer.
0: (laughs) That's awesome. So I know this will not be out before tomorrow, but tomorrow is the national day of prayers. Mm -hmm. It, does it look different tomorrow when your group meets or?
1: So we will actually, um, we're very fortunate. We have a lot of support at our, our Christian school that my children go to. So we will actually be hosting the national day of prayer, um, in the morning. And then the church will have their own um, celebration in, in, or gathering, I should say, in the evening. But we are going to host it at both campuses and we'll get together um, in the morning and we'll actually do something that I really enjoy, which is called a prayer walk. So we will go around campus and we will pray into the seven areas of influence, which are um, directed by the National Day of Prayer Task Force So those areas, I'm going to hope to remember here, it's going to be um, (laughs) church, family, entertainment. Um, Oh, my gosh, I can't remember all of them. Um, Business. Did I already say that? Military, government, and education. So those are the five areas. Mm Okay. Okay. So we'll take those, did I just say five areas? I meant to say seven areas. So we'll Mm -hmm. take those seven areas and we'll walk around campus and pray into those seven areas of influence using the National Day of Prayer Task Force um, uh, prayer uh, prompts. And we'll pray into those areas and, and read the verses that correspond to those different areas. So it's one of my favorite days of the year, really.
0: Gosh, that's, I can see why. Mm-hmm. I love all of this guidance just in prayer in general, like, but to do it as a group and that's, it's where it becomes so powerful. I feel like when you're praying with other people or praying mm-hmm. as a group or, um, praying with, you know, other moms and community, um, it just, it feels more powerful.
1: Absolutely. And, and it's, we know it's it is. funny that you would say that it feels differently because I know that, um, you know, part of your passion is, is uh, just mental well-being and physical well-being. And I feel like people overlook the power of prayer. Of course, there's a power of prayer in that it can make things change and it can, um, you know, it's, it's God's way to intervene and, and make, make things happen. But it also does amazing things to our mind and our brain and our clarity and I feel like now this science is catching up with what we know in our spirit, which is prayer changes us as we pray. Absolutely. And that's such a big part of, like you said,
0: like my background has always been fitness. And of course that goes into, um, you know, eating and health and, Mm -hmm. but that's where my journey and it, and it really didn't shift. I mean, I've always been a believer and prayed and all of that, but it didn't like what you just said, Mm -hmm. it didn't shift until I became a mom and my kids were young and I got lost in the sea of, um, overwhelm and, and feeling so unsettled and, Mm -hmm. and I was doing you know, all the things that I had always taught, but there was such a hole. And that's, that's really what I, I am, my goal encouraging moms is that yes, we can exercise and we should, and yes, we should eat healthy and make, but there's, there's this whole other array of choices that changes our well being and our, our life and our heart and our families and our relationships. And this right here is, is such a big part of it. It, it, it is the main part of it. Which So I love that we started with that, but I now that we've just said that, mm-hmm. I want to shift because once, as I've known you, I've always heard about your workout group. And I just mm-hmm. think this is one of my favorite things to talk with people about. I have another friend this past weekend at softball that we were talking about a similar thing in her workout journey and her accountability partner. And I love when people create this themselves. You know, it's, mm-hmm. it's really hard for many of us. Um, But when you hear these success stories, it's so big when you have, whether it's one person that's working out with you or just texting you each week or a group, but you have this workout group and I know that it's been going on for years and you've told me over the years, the ups and downs and what you're still doing. So first of all, tell me how long have you had this workout group and the ups and downs of your trainers and where you are today and how you hold each other accountable?
1: Yeah. So this is really funny because I feel like, you know, we talk about moms in prayer and we just keep circling back to community. So I am obviously a very um, community type person in that I love being around um, other women and um, doing life together. And so I started um, with this workout crew about eight years ago and um, they're my, my workout community and it's super fun. So Um, this was, this particular group was started by a Christian trainer over 10 years ago. And so this workout group was actually her ministry to her local church. So she had, um, she attended a church and she noticed as a personal trainer that the people at the church were very spiritual and they would, um, put a lot into their spiritual health and spiritual growth. But she noticed that a lot of people in the congregation were neglecting their physical health. And so she approached the leaders of the church and asked them if she could start um, working out uh, for free, um, hosting a class, because like I said, she was a a trained, you know, personal trainer. So she started um, doing like aerobic type classes at the church facility. And the group just really grew. And I met a couple ladies that were part of that group and the facilities changed as the church grew and there wasn't room and, and what have you. So um, we started working out with her and then um, over time, her family changed and she eventually moved away. So um, when she moved away, we were left, our, our little group that had continued to work out with her, we decided we would find another trainer. Um, and that was great. And then she moved away hmm. and then another trainer and then she moved away and then COVID hit. So this was an eight year progression for me. Um, and um, once COVID hit, I feel like we really saw how much this workout group meant to all of us. So we really were, I feel like more committed to get together and just move Um, during that time. And we had over the years, had so many, um, really just, I'm going to say three really, really great trainers over the years, um, starting with the first one. And whenever they would go on vacation, or they had to skip, they would email us a workout. And, um, we would get together and still do the workout even if the trainer wasn't there. So I think at this point we realized, well, do we really need a trainer? We have, you know, an archive of workouts. Now we, everybody kind of knows what their limitations are. Um, Everybody is kind of each other's support system. We push each other, we motivate each other. So we got to the point where we realized maybe we don't really need a trainer. And so Mm -hmm we've since COVID, like we've just been working out on our own and doing our own thing. We write our workouts on a board, kind of like what you would see at, I don't know, I guess like a a CrossFit gym or, you know, any gym across the country, but we meet outside at a park, um, the same park that we've been meeting Even at better. for the last eight years. <laughs> yeah. So it's awesome because it's, it might be my only time all day where I'm outside and not running around. So yeah, we go there. We get a you know good sweat in, but it gets me outside, which is amazing. So good, which yeah. is something.
0: Yes, absolutely good for your health as well. That's so. That story not only does it say so much about your group, Freda. Like I love that I you love guys her. all didn't give up and kept supporting each other. But it, as a as a trainer, like it makes me so happy that your trainers taught you enough. Yes. Cause mm-hmm. I always have a trainer as a trainer have said that to my clients. I'm like, the goal here is for me to teach you and empower you that you really don't need me forever. Like I'm here and you know, it's great sometimes. Cause it's just, you know, that discipline or accountability, someone's there, but I always tell my clients, if you can work out without me, because I've taught you like, that's just good on them too, because that's just a great, great story yeah. not to give up and keep working through. Yeah. And the fact that y'all made it through COVID as well makes me so happy.
1: Well, I feel like that was everything. You know, I mean, so many people, well, let's start with gyms, like gyms shut down over COVID. Which is what we all needed. Yeah. Since we're in Florida, I feel like, you know, we did not have the same, um, I guess, regulations that the rest of the country did, or maybe we just didn't listen. (laughs) Possibly. A little bit of both. <laughs> the minute, I mean, it was like that cabin fever. So the minute they were like, you can go outside for necessities, like going to the supermarket. We're like, well, working out is a necessity. So,
0: Absolutely. So we
1: kept six feet apart. We put out our workout. We meet three days a week. And rain or shine, uh, we're going to show up. So, and, and that's what it's all about. It's just showing up. Absolutely. It's not perfect. It's not... You know, doesn't
0: have to be like this special fancy looking workout. It's just showing up and, and yeah. getting something done. So yeah. good for y'all. That's, that's just, I love that story. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'd like to now go into just, because um, that's the one thing about you that always has inspired me is that um, it's, it's obvious that you, you, you are living in your daily life with God in your life. Cause I've gotten to know your older kids um, and they've been around my kids and you can just feel the presence of, they're just, they're good to be around both of them. And I've felt it from my kids and you are the same. Like when I walk away from you and I I would love to know, like, are there, and it doesn't have to be anything big, like simple ways that you have always brought God and faith into the day-to-day grind of your family, like the day-to-day life. So it's, you know, not necessarily about church and big things, but day to day, the busy, the challenges, like how have you as a mom worked to bring him more into your life and into your family?
1: Well, you're so sweet to say that. Um, I think a big part of it is just being humble. And, you know, as I hear you say that, um, you know, I, I don't have it all figured out. So it's, it's funny. Um, that you would say that because that's very, very sweet. But, um, because I know who I am and I know, um, whose I am is, is more important than, than who I am. So, um, I think a big part of it is just staying humble and just a lot of prayer. So, um, we pray a lot. We try to pray, um, as a family at times. Um, and like I said, we don't always get it right, but, um, I think some of the ways that we try to incorporate, um, our faith with our kids, it's, it's gotta be age specific, right? I guess we would start there because I have from 11 all the way up to 18. Mm -hmm. So, um, I think from my older kids to my younger kids, they can always, um, speak to the fact that we've always done, um, devotionals in the morning, and so it doesn't look like we sit down and we hold hands and we kumbaya it doesn't look like that at all. But mostly it's rushing out the door in the car, you know, throwing a book in the backseat and telling them, OK, it's your turn. you got to read it now. And now we've progressed. So now it's, you know, my littlest one and we will do um, just the word of the day off of the the U version Bible app. And she'll read the verse of the day we'll watch the video of the day, um, which is just, you know, a a commentary and then we'll pray together. So just trying to start the day, um, on the right foot with a word of prayer. Um, and, um, you know, a a big, big part of it, which I know you're doing it as well, Kelly is, is just investing in Christian education. So, um, as we're looking at our country right now, and you know, we talk about, Praying, you know, the National Day of Prayer and all these things. Our our country needs so much prayer right now, and a big focus in that National Day of Prayer is the area of education. And there is so much coming at our kids through education. Um, our belief systems as a country is completely changing. So, you know, as a family, we've made the choice to invest and stored our money in Christian education, and I know mm-hmm. that. That's not, um, an option for everyone, but oftentimes, you know, when I encounter girlfriends that maybe their kids are in public school, they might tell me, oh, well, we can't afford, you know, Christian education, but we make, um, you know, financial sacrifice so that our children can go to Christian education. So just to me, it speaks to how we steward our money, um, and where our priorities really fall. So um I think that's that's a big part of how we bring faith into our family daily.
0: Well, I feel, I feel like so many things that you said there um and the last one, yes, is a is a big one. Um, but it those first few things you said just about being humble and I and I I, I just love just that point and being, you know, remembering who's we are rather than who we are. Cause I think sometimes just how we live our life. And that's what I've, especially as our kids get older Mm. is really just like you said, them seeing us being humble and remembering Mm. who's we are and what's, what's most important. And, um, you know, we do a lot of those devotions and it's funny cause same thing throwing, I have them in the cars and I'm always like, Hey, is there a book over there? (laughs) Can you, Mm -hmm. can someone, you know, open that up and read to me and, I've even done it with my husband, John, in the car before. And I just think, you know, the walk and it's getting up every day and showing up again and just trying. Nothing we do is perfect. Mm -hmm. Haven't mastered it. But I I love that how you how you put all that. It's just, Mm -hmm. yes, it's busy and running through. But, you know, just putting some word of God before you get out of the day or even if it's in the middle of the day or the end of the day, if it was missed. Mm Mm-hmm. So, um, yes, I like that a lot. It's, it can be simple things. It doesn't have to be big, but yes, I, 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 I'm a believer in the Christian education, having one there and one at home. It's two Mm -hmm. different walks, but, um, it's been really good for my older one.
1: And and it's going to look different. And I, you know, I have some really amazing friends that have their kids in public school and I don't want to misspeak because I feel like there are children that God equips that the children equip, you know, the parents will equip their children and they will be the light in the darkness. So Mm -hmm. I'm, I can think of a handful of girlfriends that their kids are at public school and those kids are on fire for the Lord. And I feel like they are on mission and they're walking it out. So, um, you know, a big part of that is seeking and finding and attending a church regularly. Um, I, you know, I'm, always reading a Christian parenting book or some kind of Christian self-help book, if you will. Um, I always seek out, you know, Christian friends. And um, that's not to say that I don't have friends that aren't Christians, but um, even with my kids, like who they socialize with, I try to find age appropriate Bible studies and try to do Bible studies um, over the summers with them. And it doesn't always, you know, look perfect. And sometimes we don't even finish the study, but I feel like just being intentional with the kids yes. and, and just, you know, showing them that we don't have all the answers. We don't have it figured out. We don't have to look like the perfect Christian family because we are not. Um But even in that, like what you were saying about just being humble, you know, as we're raising teenagers, I think it's really important that we, you know, apologize to our kids, go back to mm-hmm. our kids and, and as and we're, we're trying more. to reflect Christ and Christ's character, um, we know we need to remember that only is, he is perfect. So as, as we're doing this and we're doing it as best as we can, we have to continue to be humble with our kids and, and show them that, Hey, guess what mom and dad mess up too, but there's a savior and, and
0: he forgives. Exactly. And that's such a good message to parents, to, to be real and Mm -hmm. be, you know, we're, we're all human and we don't have to put up a big front, but I think we also, you know, doing that for each other too. And that's Mm -hmm. the other thing is parenting that, you know, we're going to mess up. Our kids Mm -hmm. are going to mess up. Other kids are going to mess up. And as Christians and knowing that, that, that we have the savior that to, you know, give grace to each other and help each other through things. And, um, you know, I always try to tell my kids to, you know, realize there's so many sides to whatever's going on, whatever this kid did or said, and 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 being real and humble, and and being that person to, you know, apologize for what we did, like you said, mm-hmm. and um, try to understand. Maybe maybe that's what that kid needs is someone to give them grace and and help them through we're all just human trying to trying to get through and and none of it's perfect and that's okay. And just keep getting up each day and trying.
1: Mm -hmm. Absolutely.
0: So what would you tell someone? Um, you know, I think like you said, with, there's so much going on in the world and, um, someone that might be questioning their faith or questioning God with whatever they're going through. Um, what, what would you tell someone when you say, yes, you do have people that in your life that are non-believers or maybe questioning God right now, because I think sometimes it's easy for people to do that. Um, what would you say to them?
1: Yeah, um, you know it 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 really is a difficult time um, that we're living, and I say that, and then at the same time, I kind of laugh because I think, our parents said that and their parents said that. So I kind of hang on to that verse that says there's nothing new under the sun. And, um, you know, I feel like we all have those moments where we're going to question what God is doing, um, why things are happening. And I guess I would start by asking, um, you know, asking them, why are you questioning your faith right now? Because there's lots of different reasons why people question their faith. Um, Because I feel like that really is a beautiful question because it's the beginning of searching. And so when you start to question um, why God isn't moving or why God is allowing things to happen, I feel like that's the beginning of of an opportunity for someone to really start seeking who God is. And when you start seeking God, um, you will find him. Um, but you have to have the right heart posture, I feel. So, um, you know, I always tell my kids when they're having a hard time and they're struggling and they ask me those really hard, you know, why questions, you know, there's, God created us to be here right now at this given time and place. And as I see, you know, my son, who's a senior this year, and and you'll be coming up right behind me, Kelly. Um, you know, you hear like all the teachers and everyone, oh, God has a purpose and a plan. And, you know, and we believe these things to be true. But God really did create our kids to be here at this place and time in history. And nothing is by accident. So whether you're a believer or not a believer, the fact is you are here. So um, I believe that God brought you here to this place and time because he does have a plan and he does have a purpose for you. Um, God doesn't make mistakes. So each and every single one of us that's here is here because God allowed it to be so um, and everything that's going on, all the darkness in the world, and all the things that um, are just scary—none um, of it takes God by surprise, and that just gives me so much peace. That as I'm floundering and wondering, and you know, we we've talked about surrendering and you know giving it to God and then picking it back up and surrendering and, and picking it back up—none um, of this takes Him by surprise. And when I really stop and meditate on that word um, I feel like that gives me such peace. And, um, and I think, you know, for those individuals that are finding themselves in a place or a time in their life where they're questioning, um, God or his actions, I also feel that, um, journaling is a really great practice. Um, it has helped me tremendously when I'm in my selfishness and I'm in my, know pity party when I start to journal and specifically have a posture of you know gratitude journal or even just journaling I really am able to see what I'm thinking on paper Mm -hmm. and it helps me just completely refocus when I'm way down with the condition of this world when I start to journal and you know I address it to God like God why are all these things happening and then you go into his word, and there's his promises, and he tells you how, you know, he is the one, he is the way, the truth, and the life, and um, all of his promises that allow us to turn back to him.
0: Gosh, you word all of that so well, Freda And I, and I, um, so many things I was like writing notes. I'm sure you can probably hear it through the thing, me scratching notes over here but you say it so well and um cuz i've reached out to you before and i know you remember when i was going through something and i feel like your words the way you say things just help they bring peace and and you said a lot there but one thing that i want to just point out and i feel mm-hmm. like um over this last year i've leaned into more and um is first of all you know having the right you said your you the way you said it was um, the posture of your heart, right? Mm-hmm. Like being, and I see that as being open, like mm-hmm. opening yourself up to, to something more and honestly leaning into God. And, and I, and I believe it's when someone is questioning, they're pulling away. And as mm-hmm. they question, they keep pulling away and getting more into yeah. the world, which is actually where I feel like I was like a year ago. And you brought me closer. Um my dog is trying to get in the <laughs> um You brought me closer and that was exactly what I needed. And, and I feel like in my life, um, letting go and surrendering has been a big mm-hmm. thing, but leaning into God. And when I feel unsettled and I can't say that I, I question him, I, I think there have been times in my life, maybe I did, but I know when I start feeling unsettled, or uncertain, or I feel fear. I do exactly what you said. And I think mm-hmm. it's it's opening your heart and leaning closer into God, getting in his word, praying more, seeing what he's, his promises that he's written to us. And that's what helps me feel what, like what you just said, the peace. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. um,
1: absolutely. And I mean, that's why I go back to, you know, what is the character of God and, and God himself, he's a gentleman. So he's not gonna, um, take away your free will. He's not going to make you a robot and make you believe him or trust him or go to him or pray to him. He is exactly where you left him. So if you've walked away, he's still there. He's just waiting. It's an open invitation and it never expires. So, um, you know, years ago, I remember reading a, a Bible study and it gave such a great word picture that I'm going to share with you. And it was that, as we're running around as moms, we start the day, we're making breakfast, we're getting kids out the door. Um, and then we just keep running to never stop. What if you woke up a little bit early, right? Because I, I like to start my morning in prayer. Um, and what if you were to just picture that right there on your kitchen table as you're running around is Jesus and he's just sitting there in the chair, just waiting for you to open your Bible and just come spend some time with him. And that was like, that was such a visual for me. And such um, a good visual. It's been so good because when I find myself like running and going and going and going and going, I'm like, oh my gosh, it's three o'clock and Jesus is still sitting at the kitchen table waiting for me. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's so, I you love know, that visual. And I don't I've say never... that for condemnation. I just, I say it because we get really busy and we forget and but such a reminder, like he's still there exactly where you left him.
0: Wow. That's so, that's so good. I've never heard it put that way. And that's such a good visual for me because mm-hmm. there are many days that I, when I, when I find myself getting caught up, I, and I, in the world, and I think to myself, Whoa, like, did you even stop this morning? Like, mm-hmm. did you even like to, cause I have to point out too, the journaling. I so appreciate you saying that. Cause I'm a, I'm a journaler. Mm-hmm. And, but secondly, you know, getting up earlier, that's another big thing that I, I talk about just, and that changed my world back in the day when oh I was gosh. an overwhelmed, stressed um, mom of toddlers, which is so funny to me now as I have a mom of teenagers, but I'm a, I'm a calmer mom of teenagers, even though it's all so much bigger, but was, that's what I st- I started getting up earlier and I started journaling those two things. And it's a the of time, completed.
1: like, have you not found that on the days that you get up and you decide, okay, I'm going to, even if it's just whatever, 15 minutes, I always feel like when I take those 15 minutes and start the day, just like, you know, David says in the Psalms, like you rise up to be with the Lord. If you start your day like that, I feel like the day is smoother. The morning, I mean, even to bedtime, I'm like, oh, I got everything done on my to-do list today. How, how did that happen? And I feel like it's, it's like God rewarding or honoring our time because we started our, we gave him our best first thing in the morning, rather than giving him our leftovers. Said so well, like, I can't agree with you more, but I still, I love how you're
0: saying it because it's just a whole different way of looking at it, a whole different perspective. Mm Um, but I agree, my days are always so much clearer. My clarity, my peace, my calm, everything. It's just, and I look forward to it. That's the thing. When something takes me away from that, it just, it definitely shifts the day.
1: Yeah. And it's all seasons too. I mean, we have to be able to, um, like, we don't want to be legalistic about anything and feel like, oh my gosh, like here's these two churchy ladies talking about their quiet time. It 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 does not always look that way but then god's word also tells us to pray without ceasing so that means we're praying in the car we're taking time to turn off the radio and just be that crazy lady in the car nobody can tell they think you're on the phone anyways and just say god it's been a really hard day or god i'm about to step into this meeting i need you right now um so it doesn't have to look like this planned out, you know, time with with God with in the prayer closet with the bulletin board, like no, it's it's not always right that way. And well, so I none think of it we need to be um as moms, you know, we, we sometimes set the bar really high and we fall into this trap of perfectionism and we just need to surrender that as well.
0: Absolutely. And that's a big part of um I think the shift that some of us need to make, just the perspective of this isn't supposed to look pretty. It's just fitting it in, you know, yeah. and and every single thing that you just said is just fitting it in throughout the day. Mm-hmm. Sometimes that's exactly when I have my early morning clients. That's where my prayer is like going down old Highway 50 in the dark. Mm-hmm. And instead of having the radio on, I'm having the conversation that I didn't get to have that morning and sit down with my Bible and So it's just fitting it in and making him a part of your daily life, however that looks for you, right? Just bringing it in more and teaching our kids that, which, um, I want, before I forget, you mentioned that you're always reading like Christian books and do you have one you're reading now or one that you would (laughs) recommend, or do you have anything that comes to the top of your head?
1: Yeah. I'm not like, um a drug user but i am definitely a book pusher i'm always pushing a book on somebody me too <laughs> so i think the last time that we spoke i was pushing quiet which is an old book oh we talked right, right. Mm-hmm. we talked about that one mm-hmm. um the power of introversion in inter- introverts right okay um so that was mm-hmm. great not because i'm an introvert because I love introverts and I want to get the most out of my kiddos because I do have one in particular that's an introvert and, and I want her to feel heard and loved just how she is. So it was a phenomenal book for me. Um, And then right now I am reading, um, I'm reading a couple books. I'm even reading a children's book to be honest, because Adrienne and I are trying to do some reading um, for the summer. Um, but I don't want to mess up the title of this book. I'm going to have to Google it to tell you what book it is, but it's, um, I'm going to have to pause to tell you what book it is. Well, while you're trying to think
0: of that, when I, you know, I mentioned your older kids that I I feel like I've gotten to know a little bit better because they're more of the age of my kids. Your little one, I did catch, I have to tell this story. I did catch, um, her game because she was at the same park that uh, my daughter was at. And I don't think I got to tell you, but I told um, Rex, your husband, that um, we went over and watched the little girls. They were so, so cute, first of all. But she got this big um, hit, but it was caught. But it was, Mm -hmm. she hit it big to the outfield. It was caught. And she like came back to pick her bat up. And her grandparents, of course, they're so dedicated. We're sitting in the bleachers and she looked up at them and gave them like the biggest, like thumbs up. It was the cutest thing ever. Like she hit it, it was caught, but she like gave them the thumbs up. Like she was so proud of what she did and that they were watching. And it just made my heart like, because I don't know her very well. Cause she's, you know, I don't have one her age, but it was just the sweetest thing. And it just reminded me of both of your big kids. <laughs> it oh. was just so sweet.
1: She, um, She's really sweet. I think she might be my introvert.
0: Oh, well, she's, it was just so sweet. And I said to John, I was like, did you see that thumbs up? And her grandma like sent one right back at her. It was just really cute. Um, but, and if you get that title, great. But I want to ask, move to, um, Just a couple more questions and then we'll wrap this up so we don't go too long, even though I could keep going because it's just such a nice conversation. Um, As a teenage mom, Mm -hmm. because, you know, we get to these teen years and parenting, it shifts a lot and it changes a lot. And I think to me, I am, first of all, not a parenting expert at any stage of the game, but I'm a big reader. I'm a big dive deeper into whatever we're struggling with. I'm trying to figure out how to connect with my kids or how to keep them close to God. And those are my big, I think things. And Mm -hmm. um, so what do you feel like when you get to these teenage years, anything that you've learned along the way to keep them close to God, trusting God, keeping God in their day-to-day life. Cause you know, now the one that I used to do the devotion with in the car drives himself. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, it's, And I'm trying to keep hands off, but also keep guiding them and parenting them, but also letting them, you know, figure things out on their own.
1: Yeah. Well, again, I am not a parenting expert either. Um, (laughs) But I think this is a big part of it is, again, I feel like a broken record doing the community thing and talking to other moms. I feel I'm not a big fan of reinventing the wheel. So oftentimes when it comes like from course class suggestions all the way to, you know, how to talk about a girl's first period. I'm always asking other moms, like, how did you do it? What worked for you? Um, And again, that's why it's so important to have girlfriends that are raising their kids the way that you are and and have the same morals and values that you have. Um, Because I don't, I don't know that I could do the parenting teenage parenting thing without without other moms and without I like agree. the community of people. Um and so I think you know, you know, it's kind of a tightrope. So it's just the balance of um having clear and concise rules and regulations, but at the same time knowing when to back off a little bit. Um you know like one of the things that's going on in our house, we have a 16 and an 18 year old. So the 16 year old is questioning our parenting and why she doesn't get to do what the 18 year old does. So that's, mm-hmm. you know, that's comical.
0: Um, I have that too. And mine's even a bigger age difference, which is <laughs> so yeah. funny.
1: Yeah. So, um, uh, you know, a big part of it, I cannot, cannot do any of this without prayer. So just taking it every day to prayer, you know, taking it to God, um, taking scriptures and writing out scriptures with my children's name on them. You know, that's what we do at Moms in Prayer. We take a scripture um, and we insert our child's name and we pray it out. So um, this year, with it being my son's senior year, we actually took Ephesians 117 and we prayed it for the whole senior class. And it was so special. And I keep a little card of it in my office so that I never forget. But it says, um, Glorious Father, may you give Trey the spirit of wisdom and revelation so that he may know you better from Ephesians one oh. So sometimes, you know, oh, the word tells that. us, yeah, the word tells us that um, sometimes we don't have the words. So it's in our groanings that the Holy spirit intercedes for us to the father. And um, so that's why I encourage people, like, even if you don't know what to pray, it's okay. Um, God knows. And so I think prayer establishing clear boundaries um, has been huge with teenagers um, and then a big part of it is they don't learn to obey us um, you know I, I think we it's very tempting in these years to kind of throw up your hands and and not parent or or buckle down really really hard and so like I, I said agree. that's that's the the tightrope right that we're trying right. to walk and so, at times, whenever parents want to throw up their hands and and wonder why, um, you know, like why keep going over the same thing, um, I think it comes down to obedience. So for me, a big thing is, you know, we have to teach our kids what it is to be obedient, not just so that they'll do what we say, not just so that it'll go well with them, as the word tells us. You know, uh, obey your parents so that it will go well with you. Yes. Like that is on the surface, the reason why, but I think the bigger picture is we want our children to know how to obey because one day they will have to obey their father in heaven and it won't be obeying mom or God, mom or dad. So what is right. their walk as adults going to look like if they never learned how to obey their parents? How will they ever know as adults how to obey the instructions of the Lord? So I feel like that kind of drives me a lot because I'm very non-confrontational. So oftentimes I want to back off and I don't want to parent. And so I know everybody's very different. I'm not your, you know, typical type A type of individual, but I am, you know, that person that doesn't want the conflict and just wants to walk away. So for me personally, this has been really big. It's you're going to teach them how to obey so that one day they will obey me. And I have to parent out of obedience to my own father in heaven. Well that's
0: exactly what that last part that you said is is because I, I I'm very similar to you I don't like confrontations but I also I like I'll tell my kids sometimes I'm like this is the 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 biggest job that the Lord has given me is parenting you too so if I just step back and I don't do anything I am not doing what I'm supposed to do and what I'm You're called have to do to answer to that yeah exactly so that that is what drives me because I've definitely thrown my arms up many times over the years. And then I, you know, I tell myself, okay, I'm going to get some rest. I'm going to regroup. I'm going to pray and I'll start this parenting again tomorrow because sometimes it doesn't have to happen right this second. I think that's another thing. I like what you said, because I am definitely the parent in the gray area. I'm not like buckling down like crazy. Um, maybe when they were little, a little more, but I also, um, don't completely just, say, I don't care kind of thing, even though you feel that Mm -hmm. it's that middle ground. But sometimes I tell myself, you know, this is really important. And I, I tell um, my kids, I'm like, this has been on my heart. There's something I need to tell you. I feel like it's really like stirring in me, but I, I, I know my kids and I can tell myself now it's not a good time for me or for them. Like I need to rest. I'll approach this tomorrow.
1: (laughs) I think think that is so huge. And I've You know, um, one of the books that I did just complete, just finished reading is um, Good Boundaries by Lisa Turkhurst.
0: Um, Oh, I have that one on my shelf. I haven't started it.
1: (laughs) So it's so good. And honestly, when I started it, I was like, um, you know, I don't have, because she's mostly talking about relationships and and specific, um, her relationship with her ex-husband. And so at first I was like, oh, I don't know if this is really for me. But as she kept diving in and I kept prayerfully reading through it and asking God, you know, reveal to me what it is that this is how this, you know, will help me. I think a big part of it is how we ourselves have boundaries. Yeah. But how we teach our children about boundaries, because you see them in relationship every single day and you want them to have healthy boundaries and healthy relationships. And she does such a great job of um, putting that out and laying out the groundwork. And, and so to your point about stopping and um, in those times where we do, we are in heated discussions and, you know, I'm angry. I think it's just being able to say, I'm, we're going to put a pin in this and we're going to come back to it. And just stopping and getting away from the situation, sleeping on it, and then trying to resume the conversation the next day, because after you sleep on it half the time, it's not even that big of a deal.
0: Well, exactly.
1: And it's a better conversation, right? And that's where I think as parents,
0: sometimes we just get caught up in, you know, I got a parent, I got a parent, I got a parent, I got to control Mm -hmm. this, I got to control this, I got to control this. And it's not that at all. It's more the, you know, what are we trying to teach them? Mm -hmm. And when is the best time to get this across and boundaries? I have to say, I love that you brought that up because um, one of the the next question I wanted to ask you before I wrap this up soon was about other choices of self-care and boundaries is exactly the example one that I would think of when you talk about like, you know, besides fitness and prayer and healthy eating and, you know, what other things have you learned over the years, not only for your own self-care, but is something that you think is good to show your kids and maybe you have something else, but I think boundaries is so huge in terms of teaching our kids other ways of their own self-care
1: yeah no i I, do. I i think boundaries are really huge um relationships um with myself and you know with the kids as we're we're trying to steward you know well um just learning about what you will and will not tolerate really just having a really clear focus of what your values are what matters to you i think we get lost as we're going through life and um I think being a mom really holds up almost like a mirror to yourself of where is it that I'm compromising? Because I see these kids compromising. Where are they getting it from? Mm -hmm. So I feel like healthy boundaries for other people, but also healthy boundaries for yourself. And one of the great takeaways um, on this book that really resonated with me is she said, you know, let's, and I'm totally paraphrasing, but she says something along the lines of, Let's say you sit down and you write down all the character traits about yourself that you appreciate and that you think are positives. And let's say it's, um, you know, responsible, I'm kind, I'm caring, I'm loving, I'm generous, whatever that list looks like. When you allow someone else to impede on your boundaries, you stop being that person and become this whole other list. Which is angry, frustrated, um, rage, you know, all these other adjectives of who it is that you do not want to be. And you stop being a person that is generous. You stop being that person who is loving and giving and, you know, all these things. So oftentimes we establish boundaries not just for ourselves or towards that other person, but we establish the boundaries to conserve who we are. And that was just. Huge. So well said. That's so. I'm sharing this, you know, with my kids so much right now and trying to implement it in our everyday, you know, um, conversations. And as we talk about relationships and friendships and everything else um, from 11 all the way to 18, just you have to know your boundaries and why you have your boundaries and what your boundaries are. It's huge. It's one of those things that I wish I had learned it earlier. You and me both. You yeah. And me both, but it's. But actually-
0: I I agree. These are such good things to teach to our kids in this day and age. And um, I love that you brought up you know values and what matters to you because that's the other thing I feel like, especially um through COVID and everything we went through, that was the one thing coming out of there. I kept telling my kids was um, you know you know you've got to stand on something and you know your values, what matters to you, and you can't let others you know push on you, or, you know, just, it goes to the whole peer pressure, adult Mm -hmm. pressure, every kind of pressure. Like, you know, it's okay to stand up for what you believe, regardless of what everyone around you is trying to, you know, push you to do or believe.
1: They're getting so many messages every single day, so much more than we were ever exposed to, especially with, you know, social media, there's messages every single day. So if you don't know who you are and what you stand for, just like my Angelou used to say, right? If you uh, don't stand for anything, you'll fall for anything. Is that her quote? Yeah.
0: Yes, it's yes. Something along exactly those lines, but that's yeah. what I would have how I would have repeated it, mm-hmm. which is good. Well, Freda, you've given me so much and everyone just such good nuggets of information, and I just love how you say them. And you're just so calm. I feel like in your just how you lay it out there, you're very good at communicating it, and I appreciate you sharing all mm-hmm. of your wisdom and experiences with us. Is there anything else that you feel like you want to share that I've? I, I feel like I, I want to
1: thank you so much for asking me to come on and and chat with you for a little bit. Um,
0: oh well, thank you. I appreciate your time.
1: Yeah, and um, if you'd like, I could close us out in a word of prayer.
0: I would love that. Absolutely. Awesome.
1: All right, so Heavenly Father, we just thank you so much for this time and just this opportunity to come together and just talk about you, your goodness, um, our journey as moms and as wives and as your daughters, Lord. I pray that you would be with every single person that is in um, the listening area, Lord God. I pray that you would bless them, that you would be with them today, that they would see you and experience you like never before, Lord God. And that um, they would be blessed by hearing this podcast. In Jesus' name we ask it. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much. And thank you for your time. I really,
0: really appreciate you spending it with me. It was um, such a good conversation. Thank you. So thank you, Freda. I really, really appreciate it. Thank you.
1: I appreciate it as well.
0: I appreciate you sharing this time with me today. I am grateful you are here And if you have anyone that you feel could also benefit from this encouragement, please share it with them today. You can also add a quick review on iTunes, which would mean the world to me and help me just to make this better for each and every one of you out there. I will be here each week, so please be sure to subscribe to the podcast or join me at kellyrenato.com to get the latest episode and more tools to help you on your journey to feel your best and enjoy every single day exactly where you are. I would love to have you join my journey, and let's all add good, healthy vibes anywhere we can every single day. Enjoy your week and embrace the season you're in, and I look forward to next week. Take care. Bye-bye.